This show is brought to you by earpeeler.com. What's up, everybody? This is John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are cranking it up. Hey there, this is Joey Vera from Armored Saint, and you are listening to Mars Attack. This is Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein of Doyle, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what do you say? Be careful, because Mars Attacks. This is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attacks. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Windorp of Monster Magnet, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what's happening? This is Tommy Victor from Prong and Danzig. Hey, all, here's Andreas Kisser from Sepultura and De La Tierra, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? This is Frank Fellow from Anthrax, and you are listening to Mars Attack. Turn it up! Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter, and you're listening to Mars Attack. Hello, everybody. This is Max Cavalera, Soulfly. You're listening to Mars Attack. Stay metal. This is Brant Bjork, and you're listening to Mars Attack. So keep listening. Hey, what's up? This is Kyle from The Sword, and you're listening to Mars Attack. Hi, this is uh, Ferry from Anthropomorphia. You're listening to Mars Attacks Radio. Welcome, one and all, to episode 155 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, we have an interview with Ferry from the band Anthropomorphia. They are a death metal band. Not the first for the podcast, and it was cool to talk to him. You know, I had him on for the Classic Albums series. He's going to comment on a bunch of different albums that are going to be coming out soon. (laughs) I keep saying that, and I do promise that the episodes will be out shortly. I'm still trying to get a few more people on to sort of uh, round these episodes out has been an uphill battle, as I've mentioned in the past, uh, but uh, I think you guys will be happy with it, and we do have other special things in the works. Uh, spent a very long time on the phone today uh, doing one of the best interviews I think I've done. Uh, I don't know from my end of things when I listen back, but at least what I got to talk about and, and everything, you know, if if I don't ever do another interview again, I can comfortably say I got to do this interview. It was years in the making, and in the next few weeks, you guys will hear it. So I'll leave it at that. Last week's episode, or episode 154, I should say, was an extra long episode. It was, initially I said an hour and a half, and it was closer to three hours than an hour and a half. Uh, I took the episode and included things from the Victor M. Ruiz podcast, the Galaxy of Geeks podcast, and I included things from No Metal Cred and Fusion Sonica to try to get you people over there to subscribe to these various podcasts. If you hear what I've, what was going on during episode 154, hopefully you guys enjoyed enough that you do subscribe. And, you know, bottom line is you let me know whether or not these shows are, are worth keeping alive or not. That's that's the bottom line there. So, I want to also remind you to go to Facebook, to Twitter, and follow what we have going on here. Facebook.com forward slash Mars Attacks Radio. And uh, with um, 
Twitter. It's a little more complicated than that. So I, I encourage people to visit MarsAttacksRadio.com. And you have links to the social media sites at the top and the bottom of the site. You also have links to subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher, and the Google Play Store as well. Or if you're using some other type of Android program to feed your phone or tablet or however you may listen to it, there is an RSS feed. You could just go off of that as well. So that's what's used to feed iTunes. So like I was saying, the last the last episode was extra long. This one will be on the, the shorter side. So it's going to be, I'm going to play um, a song that I'm going to be debuting from the band Iron Knot in a second. Uh, but before doing that, it is time to get to last episode's Rovers. So here we go. So, short list this week. Obviously, the week before we had John Bush on was a much bigger impact with that episode. But this week, and well, actually, let me just say the names and I'll explain what the Rovers are. First up, Chris Vaglio, my co-host of the Galaxy of Geeks podcast. He was the first person to retweet and copy this on Facebook. Uh, you had Focus on Metal, the great show with... Richie and with Scott, they always do a great job of helping promote what I have going on. You also have Chris Sinzak of the Despot Geek podcast, and finally Shane A. Bear. If you want to be a rover, if you want me to mention you during the episode, it's easy. All you have to do is retweet any information regarding this episode, or at least like the tweet for this episode or the same deal on Facebook. If you, you know, repost on Facebook, we will mention you the next time around. You will be, you will officially become a Rover. So there you go. That's the whole thing. We are pandering to the audience to try to get more people involved. So there you go. And what else? Oh, want to remind you that we have Mars Attacks merchandise, which you can pick up. There are various different, styles. Uh, There seems to be an issue with the site as far as what they're displaying. I'm trying to work that out. There are several t-shirt designs. So if you're looking to pick up a t-shirt and you don't see something you like, uh, check out the links, you know, on the side of the, the site, which rotate and show different pieces of merch. You can click on that. Also, I'm going to set something up so you could clearly see all of the merchandise options on a single page so and you can also advertise with us go to advertise cast uh, to do so all you have to do is click on the advertise link that is right there on the top right hand side of the menu bar on marsattacksradio.com from there there are different options that we do offer and maybe offering other things outside of that in the near future so, uh, anyway, 
let's get things rolling here. And I do have to thank Eric Kluber of Iron Knot. We've had him on the show many, many times. Uh, he may be the person that's been on the show the most. I have to look into that. But if he's not the person that's been on here the most, he is one of the people that have that's been on uh, the most. So one of our best guests. So let's just leave it at that. So anyway, Iron Knot just uh, recorded three tracks. They're going to be releasing this shortly. Earlier this week, Andrew Bansall of the... Uh, Metal Assault podcast and site. Andrew's been on the show before. He's been part of the Classic Album series. You can check anything that he's done out on the show by just doing a search for Metal Assault or Andrew Bansall or Anirud, which is his real name. Uh, All three of those will work. But they debuted over there on the um, Metal Assault podcast. They debuted Sick Stupid Lies. And man, the track that we're going to debut, I absolutely love. And I'm not just saying that because Eric is a friend of the show. I listened to this and I was like, holy shit, this is great. I absolutely love this. Name of the track is When the Sun is Down. This is by Iron Knot. Let's check it out together.
When the Sun is Gone by Iron Knot. I want to thank Eric for allowing us to, or allowing me, I should say, <laughs> to premiere that track. Absolutely love it. Killer track. Uh, once it is available, we'll make sure to post uh, post within, our, within the site and, and talk it up some more. Uh, in any event, go to Facebook forward slash Iron Knot Music to keep up with the band. And, and there are actually links there to the episode that Andrew did, so you could check out the other new track, Six Stupid Lies uh, by Iron Knot. So very, very cool stuff. And uh, the band never disappoints, at least not for me. It's funny. I go looking for different types of doom metal, and for my money right now, this is the, the, after listening to them, and I'm not blowing smoke up their asses. I mean, obviously, there there's bands like Trouble, and there's different things out there that's absolutely great. And uh, But for newer bands that are out there trying to do doom metal, and again, I'm not just saying this because Eric is a good friend of the show. Uh, I absolutely love what they have going on, and uh, it isn't the same old, same old that it just seems like, you know, you have... you have an SG, you have some orange amps, you have a guy that's trying to somewhat sound like Ozzy and obviously Eric is not doing that and I think the band is trying to um, push some boundaries there so definitely definitely recommend you checking them out again uh, go to facebook.com forward slash iron knot music to find out more so uh, anyway uh, real quickly want to also mention uh, my podcasting news site ear peeler I haven't. I didn't mention it before. Just want to remind you guys to check it out. Uh, help spread the word. If you're so inclined, help us out by uh, either going to the uh, Patreon campaign, which is all over MarsAttacksRadio.com. Uh, it's all over 
earpeeler.com as well. And basically, if you don't know about the site, it is a podcasting uh, news site where if one of your favorite acts are featured, maybe you're looking for a uh, music show that features music that you're into. In this case, we just played some Iron Knot. If you're looking for a show that has doom metal acts on it, you can search by that specific genre and you'll get everything from bands that play doom metal being interviewed to um, music-based podcasts that are playing doom metal. Uh, So the idea behind Ear Peeler is to be a supplement to the bigger news sites that don't always post everything that's out there from the podcasting world. Uh, We don't have everything, but I'm building things up, trying to add more feeds. This week I added two more comedy feeds. And uh, if I'm missing a podcast up there, if you're a podcaster and want to have your episodes featured, definitely hit me up via the site and I'll do my best to get your information up there as soon as possible so that it's another avenue so that people can find out about what you're doing. I mean, we're all hardworking podcasters, and again, as I've always said, there's a million podcasts out there, so it's also difficult for the bigger news sites to pick up on everything, so that's where Earpeeler comes in, and again, help us out via the Patreon or the PayPal links or picking up a piece of merch, So, so there you go. Thanks for anything you can do to help keep all this stuff alive, basically. If if you donate via any one of the shows that I do, I mean, it's it's all going the same place. It's keeping the server going. It's uh, looking to have server updates added. Um, I had this, you know, this sort of um, crapshoot idea that I could do some type of exclusive uh, shows, but you know, I'm 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 guessing that there just isn't a demand for it. So. Um, I'm sort of glad that I didn't take the the usual route, which is just to go out, splurge money on stuff, and then realize that it's another project failed. But uh, this time around, I was cautious, sort of smart, and I haven't gone that extra step to sort of jump in the fire there and pick up all this extra stuff that I had in mind. But it is what it is. Who knows? Maybe someday. But anyway... Let's let's move things forward here. We're going to get into a track by um, Anthropomorphia before we jump on into the interview with Fairy, and uh, let's go with let's go with the title track. How about Sermon of Wrath? And then from there, we're going to check out the interview with Fairy. Let's <laughs> go. 
so I was lucky enough to have you comment on these various albums. And one of the things we touched upon was one of the first um, death metal albums that you listened to, which was Scream Bloody Gore by Death. Mm-hmm. Is that album that made you want to pick up an instrument and become a death metal musician? Or was it a sequence of things that led you to that decision? Well, um, we already uh, decided to to play music. We uh, uh, and that at that time you you didn't start a band, but people decided for you. Um, we were just a couple of friends hanging out and and listening to music, and we said, "Well, let's do that too." At least some of us did, and. <laughs> Uh, uh, somebody said, okay, you go play guitar and sing. And that was the start of it, you know, friendship and the love of music. Um, I think we don't know if we already started to rehearse at that time, but we were playing uh, Hellhammer shit, that type of music, you know? Yeah, the early black metal Hellhammer stuff. And we tried to play covers. We were influenced by all sorts of stuff, but we couldn't play decent enough. Um, when I heard Scream Bloody Gore, I instantly said, okay, let's switch things up and, and go that way. Cause I couldn't sing the way, uh, Tom warrior sings. And I noticed I could scream and grunt the way Chuck does or, or, yeah, so that was the main the main reason to start play to play that metal. Yeah, the first album that you put out was in the early '90s. What do you feel is the biggest difference between then and obviously you took a break in between, but but between when the band started out to now in the present day? Well, um, our, our technical skills have evolved, obviously. But we try to to um, develop our, or at least uh, continue what we had and develop that sound and make it something that stands out. At least that's what we're trying to do. We try to make memorable music that um, uh, hopefully when people listen to it 20 years later still like playing and like listening to, you know we are way more comfortable with what we are doing uh, than when we started out. When we started out, we, we took things seriously, but not too seriously. When we had the opportunity to get drunk, we did that and uh, uh, didn't care about playing or whatever, you know, we, it, it was all, well, we'll see. And, and the priority was to have a good time and and play a show but also have a lot of fun and that changed the music is now the first priority uh of course uh, we're still doing this with 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 an intention to enjoy it and and but the 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 music comes first and determination is much more there than there was when we were young because you know you're young I dare to say that we are more hungry than we were then. And and that's why, because of the focus you have now on the music? Yeah. I, I mean, we we got the, the response to our first EP was was good. We had a, 
We had some good reviews. Uh, things were going well. But at that time, there were other bands that that became bigger very fast. You know, uh, uh, bands like Asphyx, Corefest, uh, all those Dutch bands that had an influence, the Pestilence, uh, that got to a certain height uh, real quick. And we were tagging along because we didn't we, we we didn't put in the effort that we needed to we 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 thought people will come to us because when we the deal we got from for our first album we got it when we uh, presented our first demo biomutilation we played with Samael and a Dutch belt called the get ring and it was our first gig for uh, the demo biomutilation and immediately we got an album offer so we took it, we recorded the thing, so we, we were kind of thinking, well, let them come to us, because the music's there, but that was kind of naive, because things don't work like that. These days, uh, the focus is more there, the maturity is there, you, and you you know what you have to do, and how hard you have to work to get from point A, and hopefully you get to point B. But in those days, we just okay, we're at point A and fuck it. Let's see what else is there, you know? Do you have any regrets that uh, that the band didn't work harder then to maybe reach the same notoriety of some of the other bands that you mentioned? No, because that would be, yeah, that, there's no use in having regrets because it wouldn't change anything, you know? Um it's, that's not the reason why we stopped. We uh, at a certain point we we got our focus there, but then that whole you know that metal was dying at that time. At least that was uh, what was going on. Only the 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 the, the people that um, or the bands that were already established had a, a right to be where they are, and we were. Yeah, not even in between. So we couldn't get gigs and there was not enough uh, out there to motivate us to 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 have that determination and, 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 and feed that hunger, you know. Metal Blade have signed us at that time. I don't know what would have happened, uh, what would have happened but uh, it wasn't. So, yeah, you know, we're here, we're, we're here now and we're doing what we uh, what we do best. So no regrets. I heard in another interview that when the band fell apart, you started working behind the scenes as a tour manager and as a band manager and things in from behind the, the music, yeah. per se, not as a musician. Do you feel that working in that capacity, did it help when you decided to put everything back together again in 2012? Well, uh, we actually started again in 2009, but that all was very you know, uh, other things, other that work wind down. We we were still uh, over that period of, of almost ten years. We we still kept writing. Me and our drummer Marco kept writing music, and at that time, uh, putting songs out on on the one outlet that was there at that time, MySpace. You know, and and uh, so when we decided to go go for it so to speak and, and really uh, concentrate on, on 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 the band again the experiences i had as as uh behind the scenes 
helped in so much that I know what not to do. I watched I watched a band that was very popular here in Holland. We played venues uh, that holds 15,000 people. And we went from there to people in a small room with maybe 100 paying visitors, you know. So I took all those bad things and I said, okay, I'm not going to fall for that, you know. And that's the only because the business side of things, I'm I'm not involved in that uh, with this band. I We have a manager. We have people around us that take care of that, uh, that stuff because I just want to play music and be not confronted with all the crap that you have to deal with on the on the backside of the music knowing what not to do is almost as important or maybe more important than trying to do something that eventually doesn't work out yeah so I, it's still a very important learning experience yeah for sure but it doesn't guarantee anything you know you, you you have that with you and you know when something comes along that's similar you can say okay well let's not do that or we have to do that but uh, it's st- it's still all about the music it's still all about how much commitment you will uh, and, and work put into it and from then there on those type of of, of examples or, or uh, experiences can help you but it all starts with the music and and like I said, the commitment. I, I read a quote of your saying that Sermon of Wrath is the strongest and most diverse album that you've released. Was that your intention going into the album to you know, go out and cover as much ground as possible? Or is it something that just came out when you guys were, were writing the, the album sort of naturally? Yeah, it grew. It grew naturally. We, I don't... Not the type of, of, of composer that sits down and says, well, let me write this type of song with these type of riffs or whatever, you know. We have whatever inspires me is something that can get me. It doesn't matter what type of genre it is. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It can be anything. But as soon as I start playing it, it sounds like anthropomorphia. Right. So uh, when we started out, we didn't have a predefined plan. I started writing and I think, uh, I started somewhere at the end of 2015. I had a couple of riffs. Then we decided to do only a little, only a few shows in 2016 and really concentrate on the writing. But then again, concentrate on the writing, uh, doesn't mean we have this period and you have to sit down and write because that that doesn't gonna work that doesn't work with me. Right. So every time something comes along, you you, uh, you you feel inspired. That can be in the middle of the night, uh, that uh, or whatever. You get up, you pick your up your guitar, and you start writing. And we noticed that the variety was there more than on our previous albums, and those first couple of uh, uh, structures of IDs became the spine and from there you build on things, you know, and, and, but you noticed if you notice uh, that it's more diverse and, and, and when things are almost, you know, in a, in a, a, in a much more advanced stadium. So it, 
it comes naturally. The short version, it comes naturally. But I mean, I I understand completely. Uh, there are bands that set out there have a time frame. They have to write between this period and that period, and you know they're forced to either go in one direction or another direction. But I mean, obviously, I think for music as a whole, when you when you listen to a good album, usually the members never say that. It's always you know we just started writing, no pressure, and what came out came out. Yeah. So that's exactly one of them. Yeah. And we have the you know we have the luxury of having our own uh studio so we can record whenever we want and do whatever we want. Uh there's no yeah, there was no pressure so you and we don't you know we the uh, people asked me a couple of times well, what were you thinking we like I said there was no predefined plan and we didn't feel any pressure, you know. There's not a, a an outside a voice telling you how or what to do. So we always feel very free and, and and that we don't have to abide to any limitation and can do whatever the fuck we want. And that's what we did. And this is what came out. And yeah, to me personally, it it sounds more diverse than than our predecessors. Not to take anything from those albums away, but know to me it it really feels like that i really believe that and and it feels like it okay and as far as the artwork is concerned uh, do you work with the artist you pitch ideas to them or is this something where they're preparing artwork for you and you pick something based on what they already have ready for you no 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 this is uh, a custom made artwork i um working very close with the artist since she is also my girlfriend. Um, um, But she's involved from the get-go. She also designs some of our merchandise, but also did the previous album, Rise of Perversion. She's a tattoo artist. She can uh, obviously is talented and can uh, paint and draw the most amazing things. So, to me, she's the obvious choice because she's there when I'm writing the music. She, uh, I, I, when I have, when we are uh, halfway of a certain track or a composition is is halfway done, I let her listen to it. I like to have her input on the music. So when we, when I was starting out to write lyrics, I told her, okay, this is the concept this is what i see in front of me i also mentioned that i really wanted the feel of the late 80s early 90s uh albums you know that that kind of horror vibe but also that that you want to pick up the the cover and look at it again and again and again like the screen bloody gore like emperor's return from catholic frost you know you name it the the, the those iconic albums that made an impression on me when i was young mm-hmm. um that was something i uh, tried to uh, get across before she started developing the artwork and then when i laid all my ideas out for her she makes a sketch we talk about what not and what to do and from there on she kind of takes over and starts doing her own thing, and yeah, the end result is, is what you can see uh, 
when you hold the album in your hands. And where should people go to keep up with news regarding the band? They can check out our Facebook site and our regular site. Hi, this is uh, Ferry from Anthropomorphia. You're listening to Mars Attacks Radio.
you go. That was a sound sample of the track Crown of the Dead by Anthropomorphia coming off of the album Sermon of Wrath. Want to thank Ferry for coming on the show. Also want to thank Nikki Law, who's helped set up so many things for me these last few months. And I'm very appreciative of all the work that she's done to set me up with Ferry and to set me up with a bunch of other Metal Blades artists. Um, Metal Blade artists, excuse me. So yeah, I want to thank you guys for checking this show out. Hope you enjoyed what you heard. And Ferry will be back as part of the Classic Albums series. Uh, He talked about a specific album at the beginning of his interview, which we talk a little bit more in depth about during the album series that is Death's Scream Bloody Gore, and he talks about what an impact that had on him back then and how he got into it and all this other cool stuff. He comments on a few other albums as well, so I'm very grateful for that. I'm also grateful that you guys decided to check this episode out. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank those that keep coming back and supporting the show. Remember, be a rover. (laughs) Retweet, like, uh, post on Facebook, whatever it is, help get the word out there of any of the stuff that I do. Greatly appreciate it. In any event, thanks again for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next time right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. See ya.
for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show.